The NBA Finals is now a best-of-five series. The Golden State Warriors respond to the way dynasties do. After a colossally disappointing Game 1, they bounce back. They win Game 2 in convincing fashion, and just like that, the series is tied 1-1. The Golden State Warriors win 107-88. to I'm going to recap the action, answer any questions and comments you have on this live edition of Locked on Warriors, and do a brief, brief preview of what's to come. 1-1. It's a best of five. Here we go. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. The Warriors covered the spread. It was four and a half in convincing fashion to tie the series up at one apiece. I'm Cyrus Sotsis. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocha. You can follow this program on Twitter Ad locked on dubs. Let's get right to it. I want to see what people are talking about here. Andre FRBK says, let's go GP2. You're damn right. It does beg the question of why he did not play in game one, but better late than never. The series is tied one apiece. And when you talk about what was the difference? Why did the Warriors lose game one and then win game two in convincing fashion? There was a few things. For starters, the Warriors play two guys who, when they play this postseason, produce great things. Gary Payne II is one of them. Who Look, his stat line was not huge by any means, but you're not re- relying on him for big offensive numbers, right? He finished the game with seven points, three rebounds, had three assists. That's huge. But he did make that huge three-pointer. But his presence on the court defensively, cannot be understated and i was going back and forth with quite a few celtics fans on twitter since game one mocking me for emphasizing the importance of gary payton the second and the truth is most of these people just did not watch the warriors this year they do not understand just how good of a player gary payton the second is he is vital to this team vital you know, like when I was when I made my predictions before the series started, I did say very clearly Warriors in five if they're healthy. When I said healthy, I really meant Gary Payne the second. And I said Warriors in seven without him. Damn right, Mario Gomez. Warriors. Do not make me sing ever again. Sandra's Rux writes, I was happy when Gary hit that three. Absolutely. Who wasn't? What a performance. Mobile media writes. The best lineup for the series is Curry, Gary Payne, the second, Otto Porter Jr., who also had a fantastic game tonight, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. That's a damn good lineup. We're going to talk about Clay Thompson in a second, though, because he's going to be due. And defensively, he still had a solid game. At least he was not a liability on that end of the floor, but his shooting woes continue. But look, when, when you're the one of the greatest shooters in the history of this game, you don't have extended slumps. He's going to get out of this suit. And the great news is he's due for a big game in the Garden where the Warriors are going to have to win at least one of the next two 
and there is strong potential for them winning both. That is not, I hope people don't read that as being arrogant. I'm not saying they're going to, but the potential is there. If, if tonight should have shown people anything, it should have shown you this. One of these two teams is simply better than the other. And when you had a game one where you had guys like Al Horford shooting six for eight from three, you had Derek White shooting five for eight from three, Marcus Smart four for seven from three. Those were anomalies. Those are not the norm, folks. Tonight, they came back to earth. Kevon Looney, by the way, had a fantastic game tonight as well. Let me read his stat line real quick. And the stat line's not going to really even show just how important he was. He was the big man out there tonight on that court. He was perfect from the field. Six for six. Added seven rebounds for 12 points. He was tied for the lead in terms of plus minus on this Warriors uh, roster with one Stephen Curry, who's having a great series so far, leading all scorers, and Otto Porter Jr. And Otto Porter Jr. is an example of a player who the stat line is not going to represent just how impactful he was out there tonight. Otto Porter Jr. was phenomenal. He was where he needed to be. He was grabbing clutch rebounds. He made one three-pointer. That's all they needed. That was his entire point total. And he also had three steals. Otto Porter Jr. is clutch for this team. But Gary Payne II is so important. Uh, you know, Stephen Curry said something that was really important uh, in game after, uh, I think this was yesterday during a press conference, actually, where he stated that, Gary Payne II is always at the right place at the right time. And I could not agree more. That's just him on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, he just gets in there. He causes problems defensively. People cannot be comfortable when he's playing. In fact, here's Steph. I'm going to play this attribution real quick. This was Steph yesterday talking about Gary Payne II. And the foreshadowing was brilliant because everything Steph says here, Gary Payne II did. Take a listen. He's a just a defensive menace in terms of being able to guard a lot of different positions. He gets into the ball, makes people uncomfortable. He can disrupt a lot of different actions and different uh, situations out there. He even has a knack on the offensive end, just being in the right place at the right time and gives us great energy. So... Um, the fact that he's available is, is is big just because of what he's what he's been through these last three four weeks. Um, I don't know if I was surprised he wasn't in because I don't know you know too much about how he really feels and what the conversations is with you know, with coach and the training staff and all that. Um, but the fact that he's available, I know he he has to be ready because uh, the number can be called at any moment and he has to go be you know the GP that we know him to be he can affect this series that same way um you know guarding Jalen guarding Jason Marcus whoever he's he's asked to guard um and and giving us a huge boost of energy because uh, that's what he does absolutely he's, he he's absolutely vital for this team and the Warriors better pay him when this this offseason comes around because He's earned every penny of that raise that he's going to hopefully get. 
I was talking to Hall of Famer Rick Barry uh, just right before I jumped on. He's hopefully going to join me tomorrow. Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors uh, and sometimes the Golden State Warriors. He's the number one fill-in broadcaster for the play-by-play action. Uh, joins me every Monday, and Rick Barry's hopefully going to join him as well. And Rick, you're absolutely right. Gary Payne II playing so well. I don't know what that means. Has passed up pool in the layup? You mean in the lineup? I think they're they're both important. I don't know what that means exactly, but um, but Rick Barry, you know, we were talking a little bit because I wanted to get his insights to share with the audience here uh, for the immediate post game reaction, and and him and I both agreed on one thing, and that was that game one was not Kerr's finest coaching job. Part of that was not playing Gary Payne the second. Gary Payne second's uh, father. Uh, was on the Rich Eisen show talking about how he was perplexed as to why the team held off on playing Gary Payne II in game one. Steve Kerr also should have recognized early on that that fourth quarter in game one was clearly going in a very bad way. And he should have done what he had to do to make adjustments and alter the course. And he did not. But look, better late than never. They made adjustments tonight. I loved seeing Bielitsa out there. I know it wasn't a lot of minutes, but 11 minutes for Nemanja Bielitsa is great. Because for some reason in this postseason, and, and look, he's he's got great hands. He is a big body. He went three for four from the field tonight, putting up six points. Added five rebounds in only 11 minutes of play. Every time Bielitsa plays, great things happen for the Warriors in these playoffs. The Bielitsa of 2021 is 100% back. But Gary Payne the second, 25 minutes tonight. Again, the numbers do not speak to his impact on the floor defensively. And look, Clay, Clay Thompson, I asked Rick about Clay and, and why he's struggling. Because that's a weird thing. Clay did not have a great offensive night. He went four for 19 from the field. Sorry about the tricky light here for the people viewing this on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, he went four for 19 from the field. One for eight from three, although that one three was big. But the great news is, is that Clay Thompson is one of the greatest shooters in the history of the game. And he's going to, he's due for a big night. And there's a very good possibility that big night's going to come in Boston at the Garden. So, you know, Sandris, I don't blame you. You, Sandris Rux writes, I'm so nervous about Boston. I don't blame you. All right. I'm not taking them lightly. This is a very worthy opponent. The Boston Celtics are a great team. But what we saw tonight is what's expected from the Celtics. Jason Tatum getting his own. All right. Tatum put in 28 points, six rebounds. Jalen Brown didn't have a big game, 17 points. But, you know, he was he was out there. He was he was producing. But Derek White reverted to the mean. Went back to form 12 points for him. Al Horford, who is not a typical three-point savant, didn't even put up a three-point shot tonight. Finished with just two points. Marcus Smart finished with just two points. A lot of that was Gary Payne II, by the way. A lot of that was also Draymond Green being much more aggressive defensively tonight. Draymond Green did have a great game. Again, the stat sheet won't show it for him either. Nine points, seven assists, five rebounds. But in 34 minutes of play, he was playing great defense. And he only turned the ball over once. So the Warriors defense found themselves tonight. 
And again, I don't blame people for being nervous about the Celtics team. This series could easily go seven. This series could easily go in a direction that nobody in Dub Nation wants it to go. They are a formidable opponent. I'm not going to disrespect them. I'm not. Anybody who has interpreted anything I've said as disrespect is misinterpreting. I respect the Celtics team tremendously. But I just feel, and I'm really happy tonight, validated what I've been saying, that the Warriors are just a better team. And they dipped a little more into their depth tonight, largely thanks to Gary Payne II, largely thanks to Nemanja Bielitsa, largely thanks to the pool party. I'm going to touch on him in a second because they needed that game from him. But first, I got to give some love to Bet Online, our longtime sponsor. They're your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. It is now a best of five series. Let me go to betonline.net real quick. I need to see if the line is out for game three because I am curious. If I had to guess, I would say Celtics minus one. Now let's see what. Oh, it's out. Oh, I was off by two and a half points. The Celtics are favored by three and a half points. Minus 155 for the money line. The Golden State Warriors are plus 135. The over-under is 212 and a half. Ooh, that's interesting. So the bookies are basically picking the home teams as the favorites in borderline toss-ups. As uh, Gary St. Jean said on Locked On Warriors last week, you give three points for the home team this deep in the playoffs. So if it's three and a half, they're basically saying it's a coin flip to pick them. But you can make all those wagers and you get all that information with Bet Online. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. We have an important favor to ask you from Locked On. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take your audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. I'm Cyrus Sauces. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Uh, going to the chat here. By the way, Mom, my mom is, is chiming in. Saw you there a second ago, Mom. Thank you for your love and support. I love you, Mama. I never call her mama. I don't know why I said that. Love you, mom. I thought I saw you here in the chat stream. Anyways, uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, the, the the moment looked too big for him in game one. You have to respect the Celtics defense. They get in your face. They're aggressive. They don't give up. They're a switch-heavy team. They switch more than anyone else in the NBA defensively. And Jordan Poole had an awful game one. And everything that we saw in game one, we did not see in game two. He actually played good defense, but his three-point shooting was 
phenomenal. I mean, that I mean that that shot he made from near half court to end the third quarter was just the icing on the cake, but he went five for nine from beyond the arc, finished with 17 points to go along with three assists, and they needed those 17 points. He shut a lot of doubters up tonight, Dub Nation, and bravo. Bravo, Jordan Poole. The pool party was raging. It was back. And I'm very curious. Again, tomorrow I'm going to save the, you know, the preview for game three for tomorrow. But I am very curious to see how he responds in game three because they're going to need this. I mean, you know, I was, I, I, I've been emphasizing that if he was going to come out and play like he did in game one, you got to pull that leash and see if Moses Moody can contribute or, you know, divvy up those minutes elsewhere. But he responded. He looked like Jordan Poole of old. Thank you, Jordan Poole. From Strength in Numbers 2021, you write, I never thought in my life I would say they need to play belly. I owe him an apology. I love Bielitsa, man. I you know, I was down on him for January through March this year because for I don't know if it was his back injury. Something was going on. He was not playing good ball. He started the year off tremendously. In 2021, he was playing great. And by the way, sorry about the light again. I'm doing this live, so I can't really do anything about that right now. But yeah, Nemanja Bielitsa, again, a huge 11 minutes of play tonight, six minutes on three or four shooting, five huge rebounds, again, in just 11 minutes of play. Bravo. Paul Hansen writes, thanks for keeping us naysayers in check. I don't know about that. I mean, I just, I just look, I, it's, it's, I got spoiled growing up watching the San Francisco 49ers dynasty. I know it's a different sport, but just bear with me for a second here. I fell in love with the commitment. I fell in love with the dedication. I fell in love with the work ethic and the killer instinct and just the passion that you need to maintain a dynasty. To me, dynasties are special. They're rare. They're not easy to attain. But when you reach that level, that is the true sign of greatness. And the Warriors have reached that level. And, you know, and, and I observe basketball closely. This is a sport I love. This is a sport that I've dedicated a lot of my time to, both playing and watching. And at least from my observational skills, when I saw that five-year run, what I saw is a team that after those five years needed that first year off when they won only 15 games. And then in year two without Clay, you know, they just didn't have the roster to make a serious run, but I just never doubted them. I just did not see a reason to doubt them. All right. Stephen Curry, he's 34 years old, but he doesn't have the mileage of a 34 year old. Clay Thompson at 32, same with Draymond Green. They don't have the mileage. And, and yes, Clay Thompson's still coming back from that injury, but his style of play is conducive enough to overcome an injury like that. So I just, my entire optimism, my entire confidence in this Warriors team stems from the fact that they've already achieved a level of greatness very few teams and individuals have ever done in the history of this great game. And I'm going to bid my money on that. And, you know, this is, they are, their system is phenomenal. Like Steve Kerr is, you know, he's far from a perfect head coach, but then who is? And, you know, they have a system in place that, you know, involves great defense. We didn't, you know, that it failed them at the end of game one. The game one was just a disaster, you know, for two thirds of that game. It was great, but it was a disaster the, the way they closed it. 
And I'm just really glad to see that the Warriors regain their form tonight. We've got a best of five series now. Roger Sandoval writes that uh, Clay is rushing. That's another question I asked uh, Rick Barry. I asked him that. I'm like, why do you think Clay Thompson is struggling with his shot? And the reason why I, I I reference Rick so much is because there just there just are not a lot of people's opinions I respect when it comes to basketball. Just because for my many years working in the media, I've been doing this over 20 years now. A lot of it was behind the scenes. But I've I've just come to realize that most people have no idea what they're talking about. They just don't. And I'm so lucky to not only host the podcast with them, the Rick Barry Show, but you know, I consider him a close friend of mine, and he is a brilliant brilliant individual when it comes to the game of basketball. He's proven that as a player. He's proven that as a coach. He's proven that as an analyst of the game in the eighties when he was a, a regular broadcaster. And then again, in the two thousands when he was, you know, doing sports talk radio and other ventures, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the sport, especially. And I love picking his brain. And so I asked him about clay Thompson. I said, you know, what did you, what's going on there? Because it is a mystery, right? This is one of the greatest shooters in the history of the game. And he's not playing great right now. And Rick's response was what he saw. He was at the arena tonight. He was at Chase Center tonight. And he told me what he saw is that Clay is rushing his shots. His feet were never set. And he usually shoots better when his feet are set. And he doesn't know why Clay is rushing. But then he also said this. Clay can do the exact same thing in game three that he did tonight. And we might see 35 points on like seven of eight shooting from three because he is one of the greatest shooters in the game. And he's not worried about Clay. And true, and the truth of the matter is, neither am I. What I saw from Clay tonight, which is incredibly reassuring. And you're and you're right, right? You're right, Roger. Maybe he is rushing because as as Rick Barry mentioned, he's not setting his feet, and that is indicative of of forcing those shots up and and not getting your feet set so that you have more better you have better form. When you're uh, when you're heaving those threes, but he was playing stout defense. He was a part of the system. He wasn't making mistakes. I'm looking at the box sheet right now. Clay had two turnovers for the night. That's not bad. And he made up for that with two steals, three rebounds. You know, so, yeah, 11 points from Clay. You want more. Obviously, he's one of the most important players on the team, but it could have been worse. And thank you, Jordan Poole, for making up for those for that point differential. Uh, Life is tragic, writes. There is no way the Warriors keep Gary Payne the second this offseason, right? They can. Uh, because of early bird rights, they can offer him a contract in the $10 million a year range. Uh, it would have to be guaranteed for two to four years. Um, so if they have to offer him a four-year deal to entice him, because that money would be guaranteed, you know, so be it. But they might keep them. Don't don't give up hope on that. But the most they can offer them is approximately $10 million a year, either with the early bird rights or the mid-level exception. Those numbers will be finalized during the offseason uh, when we determine what the salary cap is going to be and so forth. But yeah, a lot of B-elites of love in the chat tonight. And bravo, gentlemen. I, I really think on behalf of Dub Nation, <laughs> on behalf you know of, of every fan, this game was needed. This was a, I mean, a, a, that the 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 run that the Warriors put on was incredible because you know I thought the refs were favoring the Celtics a little bit early in the game. Um, but then the Warriors went on that run that started. Uh, the run started late in the second quarter, 
And from the, late in the second quarter until the early fourth quarter, the Warriors went on a 43-14 run. <laughs> it was incredible. It was just, it was just Warriors brand of basketball. And they're back. We have a five-game series now. Um, yeah, and and uh Roger Sandoval writes the Warriors play defense like this, they'll win the chip. Damn right, 100 percent agree. And that was a huge shortcoming. A huge mistake the Warriors made in game one that started the turnaround for the Celtics in the fourth quarter was their offense went stagnant. For some reason, they stopped moving off the ball. They were settling for long threes. They were turning the ball over. And the Celtics capitalized off that and developed momentum. And, and tonight, the Warriors' offense was, was solid, obviously. But their defense was stout. It was stout. They looked like the number one defense that the Warriors' D was the first half of the season. So great call on that. Scott Miranda writes, love how everyone is so quiet when we win. Keep that same energy NBA media and fans. <laughs> And by the way, I got I gotta give love again. Uh yeah, Tiffany Jones writes that Jordan Poole played uh showed up on defense tonight. He did. I mentioned that earlier in the show. As good as he was offensively with the 17 points, the uh five for nine shooting from three, which is phenomenal, by the way. Um his defense was a lot better. He looked like he belonged on that floor tonight. He did not look like that in game one. So kudos. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh Noemi Estrada, Warriors basketball is beautiful to watch. Hope they can continue playing like this. Absolutely. It is a beautiful brand of ball. Um, and again, uh, I really do believe... <laughs> there is my mom. Hey, mom. I love you. Uh, my mom asked, could you please enlighten us with some of your favorite highlights? The Stephen Curry had a couple of huge shots. There was one three of his that was a favorite of mine. And then... Jordan, the pool party, though, raging in the third quarter was really what put this game away. And that, that just made it was just nice to feel relaxed. It was the first time in nearly a week I felt relaxed in this series and in life between battling company video. And then and thank you, mom, for all the stuff you've been sending me to help me with my immune system. <laughs> yeah, it was just the pool party dropping those threes, especially the one that in the third quarter was huge. Simeon writes. They don't run clay off screens enough. They need to play clay like the Heat played Duncan Robinson. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to study some some uh some some plays myself. Again, this, these these shows are immediate reactionary shows. So uh it, it, it could be. Maybe they need to set it up more for him. But look, if if the team is winning, I, you know, I, I'm not complaining. And, and and I do believe strongly that a lot of the shots that just are not falling for him will fall. Um, HMD writes, thanks Cyrus for your positive style. Yeah. I mean, it helps that I love this team, try to maintain objectivity. And I know sometimes it comes off as arrogance. I promise you this, if I was hosting this show last year, I was not predicting the Warriors to win the championship. I promise you that. Uh, but thank you for the kind words. That's really, that's really nice of you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, Steph had a great game. Gary Payton, the second is back. He looked good out there. It's incredible seeing him back so soon. Be elite to God minutes. I really think the Warriors need to keep that going. The recipe tonight, which was a nine-man rotation. Andrew Wiggins, by the way, looked good too. Not a great shooting night, but he did go two for three uh, from beyond the arc, and he played solid defense. 
But the recipe for this Warriors, at least in terms of the rotation, and this is what I really hope to see moving forward, is this. The same starting five, which, by the way, out of all the, the, the five-man rotations for the Warriors, that starting five has been the most successful so far. But then you have a four-man bench of Gary Payne II, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr., and Imani Bielitsa. I'm happy with that. I would not even mind seeing Moses Moody. If Iguodala comes back, I don't mind seeing him for 10 minutes. He actually played great defense in game one on Jason Tatum. That's a huge reason why Tatum had those low point totals. The problem is you just can't play Iguodala and Draymond on the floor together. You cannot have two players on that floor who are that stagnant offensively. It clogs the whole thing up. But at a minimum, if you're going to go with a nine-man rotation, what we saw tonight is your world championship, Dub Nation. That is the fourth world title in eight years. This series is now at the Garden. We're going to see what happens. I cannot thank everyone enough for jumping in and participating. There are good vibes tonight. It's a five-game series, and the Warriors look good. The Warriors look like the team that could be world champions in a week and a half. Tomorrow, Hall of Famer Rick Barry joins me. The voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, Kevin Dana, joins me. I'm going to go join Larry Kruger for a little post-game action there if you want to jump in. But thank you all. Thank you, Dub Nation. Thank you, Golden State Warriors, for making me a happy man tonight. I'm smiling. <laughs> I hope you are, too. That was a great win. And again, we'll have a more detailed show uh, tomorrow. Uh, again, with Hall of Famer Rick Barry and Kevin Dana, who joins me every Monday. So thank you, everyone. Follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Follow this program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm going to jump on and say hi to my friend Larry Kruger for a few minutes. Continue the party there. You folks have a great rest of the night. I'll see you tomorrow. Golden State Warriors win. They even the series up one apiece, 107 to 88. Stephen Curry leading the way with 29 points and a plus minus of 24. Bravo. This was beautiful ball tonight, folks. Beautiful, beautiful ball. Let's go Warriors, baby. Later.